listeners, welcome into Kathan's Craft Collective and Wovember. I really like the drums on that. In fact, I could just listen to the drums the entire time. So today's prompt in Wovember, where we talk about wool every day in November, and we are over halfway through, is local. Now, I might repeat some things I've already told you, or you already know, but I am kind of starting to repeat myself now a bit, or I feel I am. So, whilst I'm trying to get a different viewpoint on things, forgive me if I don't. I'm feeling much better than I did yesterday. Um, good night's sleep and Vicks everywhere helps enormously. Vicks on the feet, can't beat Vicks on the feet. So, sitting here with my hot water bottle and my wee reed eater because I'm upstairs to get a bit of peace and quiet. Because it is a bit later in the day. I hope that you are all well, you've had a good Thursday and you had a lovely sunny day like we did today. It was so nice to see the sun, but it was really cold this morning so everybody had to drive a lot slower. Well, enough of that. So local. Now, local is very important. And I always think about Louise in Shetland of Woolwork, who looked at her window and thought, why does nobody, or nobody enough, knit with the sheep that are around here enough? And she has a point. So she started this big campaign on, or it wasn't a big campaign, it was just, she changed her way of doing stuff. And she decided just to buy as local as possible to her. And then she had her blog, and people read the blog, and then she decided to start a podcast, and it was just this really clever pointing out of things that sometimes needed to be pointed out. And it was pointed out and a lot of people it resonated with. And thankfully, in British wool industry, there is much more local, easily or readily available yarn available, wool specifically. So we have to thank Louise for this. Because I think in the knitting community, not everybody really thought about it. They didn't really care. For myself as well, not so much. I was hearing all the American and Australian and New Zealand podcasts and they were talking about their yarns. And I'm like, I really want to knit with that. Because that's what I was hearing about. And this is the whole thing. If you don't see yourself or hear yourself, how do you engage? So I have to thank Louise. Thank you, Louise. And um, I will probably keep thanking her for a while yet. So I was thinking about what local kind of means. So you've got your supply chain. First of all, you've got your sheep. And you have your farmer to have your sheep. So what came first, the farmer or the sheep? Chicken or the egg? The egg. Um, so you've got everything that the farmer needs to raise the sheep from being a lamb through to when it gets its wool taken off it so that we can have it and then beyond that so you've got the vets and the vet business we've got the shearer who takes the wool off and travels around and shears everything we've got the haulage so you've got people that need to have their haulage license and have gone through the necessary hundreds of paperwork and uh, test of how to reverse that there lorry and trailer. That will never be me, listeners. So I appreciate the fact that other people can. 
the feed contractors, the all the other things that sheep need food-wise and health-wise. Um, and then we've got our kind of shops, local shops. Our really good one that I thought of was CLB, which is Keithness Livestock Breeders, or there's Alan's a Gillick. And whilst it's mostly aimed at the farming community for the sheep, they have all sorts of household goods in there and outfits for farmers that you could wear, such as good wellies, good waterproofs, good overalls, and then they have stuff that farm people might want in their houses. So then there's another shop, in fact quite a few shops in this area because we're a farming community. And it's not just farmers that can go into them, so that's a supply chain as well. Um, and then the other things that come around with shops, like children go to learn about them, the market, because sheep get sold, whether for uh, fattening up for uh, meat or straight to whatever their final destination is, say, for instance, animal food um, or wherever. So with sheep, sadly, with livestock, there's always dead stock. And sadly, today I saw a poor sheep and I thought, oh, there's something not right with that. That doesn't look like that should be outside the sheep. It's too pink and too big. So message to person who I knew who knew the farmer for where I was. And they says, oh, that sounds like a prolapsed uterus. So sadly, I don't think sheep would last very much longer. But then the farmer wouldn't want it to be in pain. And um, he does his thing. And thus the circle of life goes on. And I'm just thinking, well... That's really sad, poor sheepy. But the sheepy saw a lovely sunny day today, if nothing else. And that's kind of the reality sometimes that farmers face. So let's think of happier things. Us wanting some wool. So it's summertime, summertime, and the weather is hot here occasionally for the three days in summer. And the shearers come in. And he or she has taken off the coat of the sheep. The sheep's bounded off. It's been dosed or whatever the farmers do to make them happy. So they don't get covered in parasites, blah, 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 blah. Off it goes. It's happy. And we get this product of wool. Now, some farmers put it to the wool board and get hee-haw money for it. Others farmers don't do even bother because it costs them more for haulage to put it there. So they just burn it or use it for compost or whatever. Some farmers sell it as compost or insulation. Some farmers put it to the mill themselves. Some farmers just give it to local spinners. And um, so think about the wool that we're going to get. So farmers put it to the mill. The mill then puts it back to the farmer or the shop. And then, hello, it's us. No, we're in, we're in, we're in. This is our turn, listeners. Here we go. And this is where you can go into, say, the local shop. Hopefully, there is some shops that do sell local wool here. And you, therefore, know that your wool has got very little mileage in it. That sheep lived in that field. That sheep was sheared in that field. The fleece went off to the mill, which is kind of probably a distance but then it's come back and then it's come to you 
and that's all. Now, um, when I think of little or no yarn mileage or as little as possible, I think of what the knitting goddess used to do. She used to take it from the local farms to the local mill and then back to her. And then it would get sold on, but it had very little mileage in between. So if you live kind of in that area, Harrogate way, I'd say that if you've got a mill near you, odds on you've paid less for that yarn miles as possible. Kind of like food miles. At least it's not kind of going all the way around the planet for you to have it on your plate once. So that's something else to consider. And then sometimes it's dyed, sometimes it's straight to you and it's state of no colourness. Tomorrow's prompt is natural, so I won't hit on that today. But local to me yarns, I'm very lucky to have Keithness Yarns, who he's based down in Dunbeath. Remember a message, my message, I was mentioning him uh, a few days ago. And his sheep were like the Rolls Royce of Keithness sheep. And then we've got other Rolls Royce sheep of Keithness Croft Yarn. And this is from John Glenn's Beardy Chill video podcast. Lovely John will be doing the Thurstall Players um, Padmine very soon. If you get the chance to go along, grab it because he is awesome. I'm actually going to see Wick Players this year because of timing, but um, I'm heard it's very good and I'm quite excited. Oh yes it is! Oh no it isn't! Oh yes it is! So we have other yarn shops around in Keithness. We're quite lucky to have Wendy's in Wick. We have the Printer's Rest in Wick. We've got Elizabeth's in Thurso. And in Leibster, we've got Knit Bliss Yarns. Now, she's got online and she's got a bricks and mortar shop. And Keithness Yarns and Beardy Chills Yarns are both online. So we're getting a little bit more local yarn and local shops as well. Some of They've quite good stockists. Now, like I said before, buying local is important because it keeps the people around you in employment and it isn't just the farmers, it's Keithness Livestock Builders, it's then the haulage farms, it's the vets, it's the whole supply chain around that one scheme of beautiful yarn and yeah, it probably is going to be more expensive. You would spend that if you were on holiday because you're like, oh this is a wee treat. But I have some, very thankful, have some Keithness Heritage yarn that my lovely friend Barbara Robson got organised. And um, this is one of my precious yarns. And she suggested a really nice pattern. And it's quite a texture pattern. And I didn't have that texture urge in me. But it's it's to come. It will come. And it's the whole Ina is jumper of, of the sheep that lives down the road. And to me, that is really special. That's like the holiday yarn. Um, so if you have a chance to buy local, grab it. Okay, listeners, I hope that you've had a good Thursday. And if you're driving to work in the morning, Louise, slow down because you're going to hit some more ice in the morning. That's me, Louise, not the other one. <laughs> I listen to this on the way to work just so that, you know... <laughs> Right, listeners, take care, keep on crafting, and I'll speak to you tomorrow.